afternoon, everybody. It's a little after 5 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. It's the 27th of November, the day before Thanksgiving. This is a big day for me in my world, and uh, so we're going to try to rip real quickly through my personal thoughts, and we're going to try to make this a one-hour one hour radio show instead of a two-hour one-hour radio show. Um you know, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, and I, I, I want everybody to remember that, well, we all have much to be thankful for. Um, there's a lot of people in the world who are sucking life right now, and uh, a lot of people locked up in prison for putt right now, today, in 2019, in the U.S. of A. And uh, when I was down in Mexico, and I was talking to some of the guys that were you know, activists that were revolutionaries. I mean, these guys are looking to really make some major changes down in South America. And when I explained to them that we have people locked up in America for life, for pot, they were like, what? They couldn't understand it, you know. And uh, I I don't understand it. And several years ago, um, the day before Thanksgiving, I was given a defense um, by the Fourth Circuit, I think it's the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals. Anyways, I don't remember what circuit it was anymore, but the the L.A. District Court of Appeals and um, gave me a defense in my trial, and this was after the judge had denied it. And that Thanksgiving of 2011 um, was an amazing one for me because I had hope. I had a chance to defend myself. Then the next year, after I had been convicted and was in the appeal process, um, they revoked my bond. And so anybody who's out on bail, and you may or may not know this, but they're subject to have their bond revoked at any reason for any time. Um, So to live that way is really stressful. I lived that way for six years. I was on bond for six years. But uh, this particular year in 2012, I was incarcerated in a place called the Twin Towers, really terrible place. It was a place where some really, really bad people were being held. And it was shortly after California had uh, changed its law and moved a lot of state prisoners into the county system um, because there wasn't room for them. So there was a lot of people that really belonged in state that weren't in there anymore. Anyways, um, I can remember what it was like to be locked up on Thanksgiving. And and at that time, the only thing I could think of was to try to make it okay for my family because they were the ones that were suffering maybe even worse than I was and having to deal with me being locked up. So, you know, the government works like like the mob. You know, they don't just go after you. They go after your family. They go after your your dog. They go after those uh, that that you care for because that's what really hurts you, and they know it. And so I just want to take some a minute and just really think about those people. Well, we're busy trying to score the next deal and get the next business going and get yourself a foothold in the industry and all the other stuff that you're doing. Remember, there's still people locked up today, right now, and it's really screwed up. And remember that there are people and groups that are trying to help them and that are trying to actually make change in the world. And that, you know, not everybody's got their own uh, 
personal agenda. Not everybody's screwed up and twisted like so many are. Uh, there are some good people and some good groups out there. So just, you know, keep your mind and your heart open if you can, because this is a time for that. Time to be grateful and a time to give. Thanksgiving. Get it? <laughs> Anyways, um, just want to set that in motion. Um, I want to talk a little bit about team building and uh, hopefully, oh, there we go. We've got our our first guest here today. Get it. <laughs> so this is Wendy, and I was expecting Christina. So it's okay. It's just my screw up, and I I have a great team who's putting my show together for me, and I'm a terrible host because I don't always double check before I'm going in. So I was under the impression that we were going to pick up where we left off last week, but this is even better. So welcome to the show, Wendy, and why don't you uh, introduce yourself a little bit because I'm um, I, I'm I'm a bad host. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I'm Wendy Love, and I noticed my name was wrong on the. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Everybody's sad. Sad everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, so yeah, I'm a. Um, I am a disabled survivor of the U.S. healthcare system. A cannabis activist. I'm the founder of Bulldozer Health Inc., which is at bulldozerhealth.org, and um, I'm an author and an artist. And wow. Yeah. I think I like you. <laughs> well, thank you. I think I like you, too. <laughs> Wait, I'll, 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 I'll go bad on you. You'll see. <laughs> Just ask anybody. You never know. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, man, it sounds like you've got a wealth of experience. What, what? brings you here and and you know how do we share how do we share a path and how can we work together sure um so one thing i wanted to mention is tonight um i co-produced a film that's um premiering on stz.today it's about cannabis and spirituality and uh so if people want to check it out um we collected films from people all over the country some people who have started cannabis churches some people who are just using it in their personal practice, and there's a little history of it in there, and so it's pretty cool. And um, it's a series of films that are produced by Lee Estes primarily uh, for SCZ.today, and um, and so I'm pretty excited about that. And that's tonight. Instead of going out to a bar, <laughs> it's <Absolutely>. movie night. <laughs> I, I totally agree, and I and I believe um, I had shot a little bit of footage for something that Lee was doing. Um, and I don't know if that has anything to do with this, but I know I, I, I'm looking to, to meet with him. He's been he's sponsored the Walk for Change, and uh, yeah. it's great now that I'm able to, to get familiar with some of the work, and that's sure. part yeah, of what we so want to do. Yeah, so I've been collaborating with Lee for quite a while. Oh, good. I've worked with him on the Cannabis Art Guild, and he's sponsored lots of stuff that, that Bulldozer Health is doing, um, donating hemp products and all kinds of things. So nice. he's awesome, and you definitely should connect with him. Um, but he's produced four films over the last, uh, like, five months or something. <laughs> and uh, so I That's was a excited. lot, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work, you know. These are kind of, um, you know, we collect the, the films from all different people, and then we have to figure out how to put them together. And that's what he's, he's been doing. He's done a brilliant job. And this film has Ari Van in it as the musical support and each one um going forward will also have more musical support so um so 
so that's what's happening tonight. And then um, I recently, um, we were, as part of the Walk for Change, so Helen and Peter were going to stop in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, we have a pretty big platform uh, with Bulldozer Hills. And I'm from the Northeast, but I moved to Fayetteville. Nice. And, uh, and so we had a rally to end prohibition, um, and they unfortunately couldn't make it because of their car. Yeah, they had some transmission problems, but they're, they're back on the road again. So Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. but it was a great rally. We had um, speakers. We were raising money for two people. So people here in Arkansas think that cannabis is decriminalized because medical pass, right? Right. But as you know, legalization is a trap. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it's not really what people think it is. So, exactly. Um, I'm yeah, glad you understand that. People, I feel like yeah. we're always we're always starting all over again. I feel like I live in Groundhog Day in, in many yeah. areas of my life, and we yeah. spend all our day telling everybody how it is, and then the next person comes up like we never said anything. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. But you've been saying it all. But it's legal. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, not for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we have two people who were arrested uh, recently here, one facing, uh, will be facing jail time, and the other facing $4,000 in fines over less than a quarter ounce wow. on two occasions. He couldn't afford to get his card. So one of the things Bulldozer Health does is help people to get their cards for free. We network with physicians. Oh, nice. And, uh, he wasn't aware of that. And uh, so we've helped him to get his card now, but still he's facing these charges. And so we raised some money to help them with their legal fees. And oh, good. And and lots of people in and out all day. And it was nice. Well, that's absolutely fantastic. I would like to have you join one of our calls, uh, we, we have a leadership call that is a lot of, mostly the human solution, but more and more it's been other leaders of other groups getting together to see how we can collaborate, and a lot of it is working on the, the leadership side of Walk for Change and all the different um, uh, committees that we have, and, you know, a lot of it is team building. That's what I was just getting ready to start mm -hmm. talking about is, you know, this movement, and I put giant quotes around it because you know, movement is a big word. Movement could yeah. be one direction forward like a rocket ship or a bullet might go. Movement mm -hmm. is also back and forth like a washing machine might go or around in circles and down yeah, into right. a hole like a whirlpool might right. go. That's all yeah, movement. And in so many ways, our movement is just, you know, um, colliding forces, just going back and forth. And, and meanwhile, our cause sits way over there. And... Yeah. We we keep thinking we're getting a little closer to it, and on, and on some levels we are. You know, the stigma is starting to melt away some, um, and it's becoming more more conversational um, in mainstream news, and it's not like the, the taboo word to talk about, but it's also right. turned into a Trojan horse because everybody is now, well, not everybody, but a huge amount of people are fooled into thinking that everything's done, the work is done, you know, um, uh, one committee in Congress decided to 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 clear a vote, and everybody's like, "Oh, Congress passed it!" And it's like, "Whoa, you don't even know that." I also have a show, it's TV, radio, and podcast called The Wendy Lovett Show. Nice. And um, we have a Green Zone segment, and we just talked about that. Many yeah. people said, "Oh, it passed the House." I'm like, no. Yeah. Some, a little bit of progress 
I think there's still a huge stigma. You know, being here in the South, it's it we're, it's a battle all the time. I when understand. I coming here, I had a photo um, on Facebook. My profile photo was me, you know, smoking a joint. Mm-hmm. And one of the groups here said, you know, you should really take that down because people aren't going to take to that here. And I said, well, how are we going to end the stigma? Like, right. you know, <laughs> you got to do that, exactly. you know. Exactly. Yeah. No, I agree, and I think that the more people that are already respected in the community become a little bit more relaxed about the truth, about what they're already doing. You know, I mean, I've been working with people for 30 years with cannabis, and I've worked with doctors and lawyers and, and teachers and, and, and all these people that are considered to be professionals and to considered to be leaders and considered to be um, uh, looked up to and yet when I got busted and arrested for cannabis most of them just ran the other way for me and I was like you're kidding me I'm so sorry thank you for all your work well I mean people are frightened that's really when when we switch from fear to love and stick with the love there you go get a lot accomplished yes that's what this is all about that's what that's what the walk for change is all about you know, it's about coming together, empowering each other, you know, and, and it's not just about ending prohibition. It's about whatever's wrong with society. We can change it with this walk. We can we can show each other that we can stand together, and, and we're the people. We are the people. Everybody's like, we the people. Yeah, we are the people, and they work for us. And and if we're not calling the shots, they do, and that's look what we get when we let them call the shots. Yeah, I mean – you know, when you when you do different events, you know, it doesn't I've always said it doesn't matter to me if one person shows up, right? Because that person is listening and is maybe ready to join and make a change and may have huge contributions to make. So I little totally by agree. little we're all we're all, you know, one love. So little by little we can we can make this change and yeah, I mean the walk for change is an amazing um, initiative. I really, I really love it, and I can see that it's building some momentum. So that's nice. It's starting to grow. Yeah, we're starting the sponsors. If you look at our sponsor page on the website, there's, I don't know, a dozen or more that of groups and and companies that are starting to come aboard and 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 really actually say, yeah, you know what, I'm I'm in there. Put your money where your mouth is. And, yeah. and and stand behind this thing, offer something, you know. Wendy is a media sponsor for the Walk for Change. Awesome, awesome. That's yeah. fantastic. Is that Bobby? Yes. Hi. Yeah, oh, I see you're on there now. I see you. Yes, that's me. Hi. Yeah, I've got to, I'm going to make a video for you. I'm excited about that. Well, and so. I think that that's the big message is is that, you know, all these different groups from all these different places – and all these different, um, you know, reasons for being a group. You know, we have veterans groups that are coming aboard. We have Native American groups that are coming aboard. We have uh, disabled groups that are coming aboard. We have, I got people in Canada coming aboard, people in Mexico coming aboard. And mm-hmm. and, and they're all walking for, a, in many ways, a different reason, but it's all the same reason. It's all about yeah. our inalienable rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Absolutely. And, and why can't I have that? Why don't I get to have that? Well, you do. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to yeah. pretty much do what you want. Why can't I if it doesn't hurt anybody? Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, we collected some videos from people here asking them to say why they would walk for change. 
and it people grabbed onto it. We like in an afternoon, I got like just eight or ten of them. Like all of us, they were like, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm into it," you know. Exactly. Um, well, so one of the really things cool. we're working on right now, and hopefully we'll have uh, very soon, will be um, a T-shirt that it, that you know is it's sort of a physical expression of this. You know, we're only six months out from from launching this thing, or barely barely seven months, but six and change. And if you've ever put together events, you know, that's just a bat of an eye. I mean, we're really oh, yeah. <laughs> running to the finish line right now, and we've just barely got started. So we're, we're, we're meeting two, three, four times a week, all these different committees and, and, and different uh, uh, leaders. And, you know, it's hard when you've got all volunteers and a very small budget because <laughs> if I can pay somebody to do a job, I've got a chance at, at, at holding them accountable. But when you've got – you know, a dozen volunteers coming together. It, it's the funniest thing, you know. Working with volunteers is the most rewarding thing I've ever done mm -hmm. in my life. I've I've come upon and met and fell in love with angels, like angels that you can't even describe the caliber of people that will volunteer their time and their hearts and their and their energies. But at the same time, there are many broken people and flaky people and damaged in every way. And they mean well, and they want to help, but there's always something that gets in the way. Yeah, you know, what you're talking about really is there's an epidemic in this country of people who have been traumatized, most of whom were traumatized in childhood, and what we're seeing is the result of that. And so when you get people together to volunteer, you're going to have some of that, you know, exactly. inevitably. Um, Bulldozer Health is all volunteers. We're in four states. We've been doing this now for almost five years, and I'm a volunteer as well. And you find really passionate people, and many of those people are really broken in some way or damaged. And that's one of the reasons they come to cannabis, you know. And then they lift up and they want to help. And exactly. They the best they can, but sometimes it is really hard. I feel you. Well, you know, the craziest thing for me is, you know, in this movement, and I keep putting giant air quotes over the movement word, but, you know, there's there's a bunch, and I mean a bunch, of leaders, and I mean, what I mean by a leader is somebody who's moved to act and has enough charisma and whatever, a focus, a, a, a drive that can draw a few people around them. And there's dozens or maybe hundreds of them, maybe thousands. And they get these little teeny groups all over the place, and they're all trying to do it on their own. And then you've got these few giant groups that are mostly lobby groups, and all they do is raise money for the most part. They don't do anything for anybody, and everybody there gets paid. And so you've got people that have these catchphrases of the groups that they think are doing anything. And then meanwhile, there's these little groups that are generally volunteer or maybe they're lightly funded or somehow – you know, the Human Solutions has been doing this for 10 years, helping people all over the country. And, you know, we've had chapters, I don't know, at one point I think we had 45 chapters. And, you know, we ebb and flow like everything, and we, we rise up, and, you know, we're all grassroots. But, yeah. you know, it's growing. And, and that's what's really exciting right now is, is we're starting to find some, some people that are willing to work together, some, some groups. We have more groups working together right now than I think we've ever had. And I think this walk for change as a cause is really a unifying cause because we're walking to end prohibition. That's our that's the human solution specific purpose. But we're also walking 
to change criminal justice system because we have a horrible criminal justice system. Yes. And we're also walking uh, to enable the, the Native American who've been stomped on by all of these things and have suffered a horrible addiction problems and, 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 and poverty problems that prohibition, cannabis prohibition ending could absolutely help, you know. Imagine there being hemp farms on the reservations, you know, it could just right. be. Right, and it's, you know, it's an exit drug from alcohol. Of course. Yes. Issue with, with alcohol. Absolutely. Fortunately, and other substances. So, yeah, I feel you totally. And, you know, I think we have to work together and stand together for all these uh, causes. I don't know. You could call it a movement. I mean, we call for Bulldozer Health, we say it's a healthcare reform initiative. Okay. Word initiative I like the word initiative. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good, solid word, like the word solution, you know. Yeah. It, it's, people think of an initiative as, um, a, a voter uh, as a referendum. However, if you really look at the word, it has to do with the force that moves things. And yeah. that would really marry well with the word solution. So right. I, like, I like the word initiative. I really haven't explored it much, but it, it definitely fits my vocabulary well, yeah. and, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it aboard. I think it's a great word. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, it's kind of it's positive, and it's got some movement to it and yeah absolutely yeah it's an inspiring word you know if you have initiative it means you're you're out there getting it done right you're you're, yeah. you're making something happen you have initiative so absolutely well that's fantastic so tell me um first of all I'd, i would like to invite you to our call next tuesday and bobby can give you the information um this is craig cecil calling from federal prison oh, okay. where he's serving Great. life right now so i definitely want to take his call um okay. But I, we we'll, we'll keep you on the line through this call, and we'll, uh, we'll keep going here. An inmate at a federal prison. This call is being recorded and is subject to monitoring. I'm going to have to go in a few minutes. We're getting ready okay. for our Hello, Craig. tomorrow. Hello, Joe. How are you Hello doing today? <laughs> How are you doing today? We're doing well. We're doing well. It's dark outside. It's supposed to be 28 degrees and uh, windy, but at least at least we're not in the middle of all that snow I see on TV. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, snow traveling across the country. Hell, it's supposed to be down to, I think, 1,500 feet in California tomorrow. But you know what? It's water, so we'll take it. I'll take any kind of water we can get. Um, and, you know... We were just talking about Thanksgiving and, and the beginning of the show. I, I, I wanted to, you know, remind everybody that, you know, it's a time for us to be thankful, but it's also a time for us to, to give, you know, our, our, our thoughts, our love, our attention, and, and whatever resources we have to people that are stuck in a, in, a, in a place that's not right. And I specifically was talking about the POWs, the cannabis prisoners, nonviolent offenders that are, that are behind bars. And I was uh, reminded of, you know, eight years ago when I was locked up on Thanksgiving and what it felt like. And uh, I couldn't imagine being locked up for, you know, more than a dozen years. You know, it, it just it, it couldn't even – I can't wrap my head around it. So I wrapped my heart around it instead. I love that. <laughs> so – is Craig on the line? Yeah, Craig's on the line right now. I just wanted to say hello and 
we continue to keep posting things and making phone calls on your behalf. I'm so sorry for the situation. Craig, that's Wendy. Can you can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yeah. And thank you, thank you. Because although we're wall-to-wall people, it, it can be a really lonely place, uh, especially because typically here you, many of us really don't have much to do with, you know, the other people in terms of we, we really don't have anything in common. More than half of the people that I'm, I'm looking at about probably about 80 people right now in the day room of the cell block, and most of them, you know, grew up in the uh, in the projects in some of the major cities and things like that. So I just don't have a whole lot to share with them. <laughs> but uh, thank you, thank you for reaching out and remembering that we're here, because that makes a big difference. Just to to know that people are thinking of us. Well, you know, Craig, um, this is another leader of another organization that's working with uh, healthcare issues and and cannabis issues, disabled folks. And she's, uh, uh, their group's going to be um, helping out with the Walk for Change. And, and we're building these teams. And, uh, you know, it, it's this team of people and groups that are working together is getting bigger by the day. So that's, that's part of what we're doing out here is trying to get the voice to be louder. You know, we're working behind the scenes and trying to help you out, get some motions and things like that together. But at, on the front line, we're trying to bring awareness, and we're trying to continue the conversation about criminal justice reform, that there's so much work to be done. And, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost harder at the end of it than it is at the beginning of it, because at the beginning of it, it's so glaring and needs to be changed that any change seems to be good. But then when you get to the place where you can finally cut it off and, and, and get the real change made, that's when a lot of times it just seems like you you have this invisible pushback. You know, some folks just don't want to see it change, or their people start talking craziness about you know the 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 well, you know, we're just going to go let everybody out then, you know, and they they have these these you know cartoon answers that you know aren't based in reality. And when you try to explain what's really going on, we have people that are nonviolent offenders, somebody that had no victim, and they're serving longer sentences that people that killed and raped people and they just it it doesn't connect and we're 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 but we're making some progress i mean every day you know we're gaining more and more people that are speaking the same language and when we do that we speak it louder so i feel like we're gaining on it in some way shape or form thank you thank you because i think that's where any solution is going to come through is through awareness like I say, I see it every day that, you know, people that actually shot people and, uh, you know, that actually maimed people, they have five-year sentences, but yet I have a life sentence for marijuana where nobody was hurt. Yeah, and we hit... Actually, people might have actually been helped more than being hurt. <laughs> and we hear on the news every week a case of somebody who commits an egregious act and finds out they get sentenced to five or ten years. And and these are like horror stories. I mean, these are horrible, horrible people. And you hear about these sentences, and you know they're going to serve less than that. And, you know, when you try to make a comment in a public place about the contrast between you and people that are in your situation, people just don't connect. They just don't believe it. They don't get it. They don't – it's it's the hardest thing to try to convince somebody – that this is even happening. 
Well, I can assure you that it definitely is. And roughly half of the people in federal prison, and right now there's uh, 176,000 federal prisoners, and right at half of them uh, are drug offenders of one sort or another. And I, I believe the last number I've seen is we're up to 19% of them are, you know, almost one out of five of the drug offenders are, are in federal prison for marijuana-related charges. And it just doesn't make any sense. Why, why are we pulling these people out of society? Why are we, you know, especially incarcerating people for that, in general, like in my situation, what I did is actually illegal now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the conundrum of it all. And, you know, like that, that more act that they're getting closer to doing something with, it still wouldn't let you out of prison. You know, it would expunge some people's... Uh, you know, pass charges, and it would it would potentially, you know, remove charges from somebody who's already served their sentence. But there's not a provision in it to get anybody out of prison that's currently serving charges. And so, it's as, as helpful as it would be to a lot of people. It, it's not the it's college from a federal It's prison. not the bill we want. It's not the bill I want. I mean, it's you know, because unfortunately, if that thing passed. Everybody would say, well, we want everything's good, and you would not have a chance to get out. It's just, I mean, unless we had another president that wanted to do a big clemency push or something like that, you know, which I guess there's always that hope. But, you know, to, to really make a change where this is, you know, going to be a lasting change and, and people don't have that back-end way to get in there, somebody has got to really finish this job. Yeah, it's, I think it's a step in the right direction. There's a lot of good things about it, but you brought up a very good point, and we would still need have much work to do because there's so many people still serving time. It's ridiculous. The point you said in the beginning about rapists, um, you know, pedophiles, you know, the charges just don't match the crime in this country. Well, Craig has written a, an article or, or a piece about, you know, I, I wish you would just treat me like these rapists. I wish you would just treat me like the violent ones because I'd be out of here already, you know. I mean, that's, you know, you've, you've been 15 years behind bars, more than that, and and you got people that have served horrible crimes that are, they've come and gone. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's insane. Well, Craig, what, what do you got going on for tomorrow? Well, we're, we're going to get a better meal than usual. We're not sure exactly what it's going to be. But typically they, they feed us uh, some turkey, and it, it's uh, it's usually good, especially compared to what we're used to. And then um, a bunch of fixings with it. I, I know there's going to be sweet potatoes with it. Typically there's bread and vegetables and all that. So we get a meal that, <laughs> for a change, the meal we will actually get full. Of it's called from a federal prison. Maybe we'll be like you folks where we have to sit down and unbutton the belt of our pants. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I can certainly hope that somebody in the kitchen has some kind of compassion for you guys. Uh, you know, it just, like I said, I spent one Thanksgiving behind bars, and it was just a really shitty thing. And, you know, I spent my time trying to make my family be all right. <laughs> and right. it's hard to do when you're when you're over there and they're they're counting on you. So... I couldn't, you know, it, it's, all I know, Craig, is that, you know, we're, we're working behind the scenes now, and, and we've got some, 
you'll be hearing more and more as as, as this is progressing, and and hopefully we we we're we're trying to get an actual attorney to to jump in. We've got a couple of paralegals and some people that have a lot of legal experience, um, but but we're making a big push to get a, an actual attorney to take this on and be able to represent you in this. But you'll get all the details of it as we're moving forward. Well, thank you, thank you. I'm really surprised at uh, how they've reacted to my whole situation. Now, granted, it happened just days after the Jeffrey Epstein thing, and the, the Bureau of Prisons got in a bunch of trouble over that. But uh, I'm really surprised that they have actually went out and uh, made all kinds of statements and threats to me that don't tell anybody that one of our guards beat you up. <laughs> and, uh, and I've been told that by people all the way up to the warden here. Don't tell anybody. Keep it a secret. And yet my elbow is all swollen up and all that, and they still haven't treated it. It was in August when it got broken, and they, there still hasn't been any treatment for it. But the, their biggest concern is don't tell anybody. Don't let it out. Don't, you know, this and that. And, uh, they're pretty unhappy with me, I'd say. <laughs> well, I, I I think hopefully, you know, we're we're trying to bring some big guns to this that it won't matter what they say. We're going to go over their head a little bit, and and hopefully, um, you know, if we're able to do that in a way that that you know we can we can do it correctly, and of course with your blessing that um, you know maybe we can we can uh, we can get something done that they don't have the ability to do anything about. Yes, and sadly, uh, your lawyer has already done some research and found that uh, the courts are just badly tilted against inmates. There's a perception that inmates have nothing to do other than to, you know, sit around and, and sue, uh, you know, people alleging that they're mistreated. So, I mean, that there's prisoners have such a hard time bringing any kind of prisoner-related issue in court because there's, there's a presumption against them. There's a presumption that... You know, they should not be treated well. But uh, there has to be a line somewhere where they're at least treated humanely. And they, they get medical care for a broken elbow, that the guards don't beat us up, that we're allowed to have insulin if we're diabetic and things of that nature. And, I mean, we're not asking for luxuries. We're just asking, the, you know, to be treated correctly. And sadly, I'd, I'd have to say if... Uh, our media had information that the Russians were treating their prisoners like that. They would make that headline news, but then again, if, if it's happening here in the Federal Bureau of Prisons, that they're going to sweep it under the rug. I, I totally agree, and that's part of, you know, what we're trying to break through. And, and you know, the other side of that that I, I personally gets my my craw a little bit is is the whole due process thing that they have the audacity to go after your legal papers, the one thing that you have a shred of hope in, in, you know, getting some changes made in your situation, and they don't have any problem not only disappearing your stuff, but, but kind of, you know, putting their foot on it and saying, go ahead, what are you going to do about it? And, and you know, limiting your, your access and, and ability to communicate. Um, that kind of stuff, that due process, even – as an inmate, you still have a due process right. They don't take that away from you. Or at least they're That's not supposed correct. to. And I think a lot of their goal in doing it, um, and just even kind of rubbing it in my face, you know, when I go to eat at lunch sometimes, and that, that, 
you know, no, you're not going to file anything. We got that paper. We don't care about your sentence. You know, we don't care about your fight. And I mean, they'll rub it in my face. I think the goal is to try to get a violent or some sort of irrational reaction. And I just won't give it to them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean that I see that as an automatic loss, and I, I can't see jumping out there to to an automatic loss. Well, peaceful resistance is the hardest way, but it's the best way. It's the way that worked for Gandhi, and it's the way that'll work if we do it right. And we just have to we just have to peacefully resist. And rallying people to support you and shedding light on all this is is the answer. Craig, there's your second beep. I'm going to give the last minute to you. Well, I want to say thank you to everybody that's remembering us on this Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, our Thanksgiving is going to be getting a nice meal and getting uh, the best wishes uh, from you and, and from so many others in remembering us. So I just want to say thank you to all of you for remembering us, for giving for giving me hope of, of actually getting out of prison. And there's Craig, 15 minutes. This is what he has to talk. And this is one of these things that, you know, gets to me every every time he calls because usually somewhere in the middle of the conversation or even knowing that we're coming up on the end, he almost never gets a chance to fully finish his thought and then they cut him off. And that's it. That's all we get to talk to him. Remember, everybody that's listening right now, if you want to call in, we're going to try to cut off at exactly one hour today um, or real damn close to it. But if you got something you want to say, um, pick up the phone, dial 646-929-2495. And if you want to be a guest, get a hold of me, and we'll get you onto the Zoom so we can look at each other when we're talking. And I'm really happy with this format. It's it's easier to speak to somebody when you can see them. And, yeah, uh, yeah so, so you know, that that's what's going on. So, Wendy, um, why don't you tell everybody how they can get a hold of you if they want to help out or, or sure. connect with you. Yeah, so the best thing to do is go to bulldozerhealth.org. It's bulldozer, like a yellow bulldozer, health, H-E-A-L-T-H.org. And um, the email, the general email address is compassion at bulldozerhealth.org. So those are ways that you can get in touch with me. I'm on all the social media as well. And um, and so thanks so much for having me. It was great to meet you. I heard a lot about you, so it's really great to meet you. Well, my friends are wanting. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Hi. You can go to sagewife.com, shaman, sagewife.com. So he was talking about Native Americans earlier. Their money oh, yeah. is Lakota. Excellent, excellent. Okay. We work with a lot of the Native people, and, and um, you know, we're, we're, we're building some steam. The Walk for Change is all about everybody's rights, and indigenous people's rights has been stomped on all around the world. And uh, especially they here, have a lot, we have a lot of good medicine. Yes, you do. Absolutely. I've been working with the northern. Everything has medicine in it. I mean, that's the way I think. I know? totally agree. I've been working with some of the Arapaho and the uh, Southern Cheyenne folk up in uh, Minnesota. So, got some. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that where you are? Are you in Minnesota? No, no, no. I'm in. I'm in Southern California. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna get ready for our sovereignty celebration. Excellent. Tomorrow, and uh, I hope you have a wonderful day. I'm glad that you're so-called free. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm currently out of custody. That's how I am today. And I'm wonderful. Pleased to be that way. I hope to stay that way tomorrow. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being here and. Um, 
hopefully get together with Bobby and we can talk hopefully next Tuesday at noon Pacific time. Okay. And I'd love to figure out how we can work better together. Sounds good. Our tagline is Take Back Your Health, America. So if you don't mind throwing that in. Take Back Your Health, America. Awesome. I totally agree. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Wendy Love, folks. All right. Now we've got Ashley Weber, my friend. How are you doing? Oh, we got no voice. How we can work better together. Sounds good. Our tagline is Take Back Your Health, America. You there? Yes. Awesome. All right. I don't know. We had a little loop there. Last week we had this crazy triple looping thing going on, and I was like, oh, no, we did it again. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, I can hear you good. Awesome. I can see you. Awesome. Well, it's uh, good to see you, and uh, you're looking great, and uh, we get a little bit more time today to talk and see how everything's going. So why don't we just pick right up where we left off? Absolutely. Um where did we leave off? I cannot remember. We well, you started uh, talking about an initiative that you're working on, and you were talking about um, this uh, cleaning up or, or recycling, making that to be a thing that was possible in the in the so-called legal market, and you were talking about some uh, products that you were involved with that were um, – I, if I'm not mistaken, they were made from recycled plastic or, or some kind of recycled material, and you were involved with some kind of a project that had containers that could be used. All right. Not bad, right. huh? Yeah, not bad. I guess we have a lot to talk about things, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's first talk about um, the recycling, we're, the recycling efforts that we're doing. Um, now that the new laws the sunset laws here in Colorado were renewed. Um, dispensaries are now able to recycle, and they're able to uh, come up with something or some form of recycling in, in their dispensary. So there is this group, actually it's, it's called Polycana, and they are taking these re bottles and they're taking them and they're recycling them, turning them into regrind. And what regrind is, is it's little plastic pieces just ground down. And then they mold that back into um, Frisbee disc golf. And he's using it for um, sunglass frames. And uh, I think pretty soon they're going to have grinders. And we're going to call them regrind grinders. Cool. I like it. So uh, he's, he's taken all that, and uh, uh, they're working together. It's Polycana and Buffalo Hemp Company. And Buffalo Hemp Company has found a manufacturing facility and a distribution company that are able to make these hemp containers, which could either be used for CBD companies or capsules, gummy bears, what have you, and then also they're airtight and childproof. They're going through a certification right right now, and um, they are uh, made from hemp, and they're biodegradable within three to six months. Wow. Once you compost, and uh, sure, we'll show. My son's here. He wants to 
Awesome. I was, I, that was the thing I forgot to ask last week was, how's your son doing? He's doing great. He's, He's uh, an awesome kid, and I, I remember him a couple of years ago. Hey, whoa, look yeah, at how big this kid. He's grown quite a bit. It. Awesome. How are you doing? Good. So we want to open those containers. <clears throat> yeah, um, although, they're childproof. We're going yeah, I can see that. <laughs> he's, he's, he's good at it. Childproof. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll bet you can't open them, Ashley. Right, no. <laughs> Not no, no, no. I hear so, you. So yeah, these are made from these are made from hemp, right? Yeah, um, they use them and they can put like what the stuff is, whatever or, product, whatever sure. product they want, like lotion. And as my mom was saying, it's biodegradable. In about six months, as soon as you put it in the compost. That is awesome. I would like to learn more about that myself. Yeah, and then they're for bulk order right now. They're ready for distribution. Cool. So we're they're able to pump out about uh, 140,000 containers a day. Nice. Okay, thank you. And uh, so you can put your logo on the top and, and I guess, use them for Christmas, whatever you'd like. Nice. They're, they're really, really uh, good containers, actually, uh, for, for anything. Nails, you can use them for so much. Excellent, excellent. Well, that's, yeah. you know, it's about time that some of these plastic hemp products are coming out because I've heard about it for 25 years that you can make plastic out of hemp, but I never saw any evidence of it. Now it looks like it's finally finally starting to, to become a reality. I'll, I'll send you some if you send me your address. I absolutely will. I absolutely will. That's fantastic. So, uh, I mean, you've got a, a, a hemp business. you got farms. you got you're an advocate. You get more done than about any two or three people I know. And it's been a couple of years since I've seen you, so I'm sure I'm sure uh, we got probably days of stories we could tell. Yeah, there's a lot of people I work with, and and that's what's really good. And I heard you talking earlier about all the organizations that are coming together and working with one another, and that's that's what I like to do is bring people together. So I guess you could consider me some sort of a hub here. Well, I like. I like connecting people. Since we're connecting people, I don't know how much you've heard about our Walk for Change, but um, I would certainly like to invite you to uh, to get involved and, and to be connected to that. We're going to be literally walking, wheeling, pushing, sailing, roller skating, however we can get there without a motor, from California to Washington, D.C., and along the way, we're going to be having what we're calling um, um, mile marker walks, where people are going to be organizing smaller, smaller walks, going from west to east. And it's going to be happening up in Canada. It's going to be happening in North Dakota. It's going to be happening in Idaho. It's going to be happening down in Mexico. And people are going to be walking not just for the ending of cannabis prohibition, but for any of our basic human rights that are that are that are not not together, you know, there's disabled rights, there's uh, indigenous people's rights, there's veterans' rights, there's the right of clean water. I have people walking for clean water. Uh, we have all kinds of different reasons that, that people are getting together, and it's, a, it's, it's as much about 
getting together and saying, you know, to each other and to the community and to the government that you guys are representing us, and, and we're about to walk and show you what you're what you need to do. And and you know, as much progress as we've made, Craig Seastel's still in federal prison. Our 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 criminal justice system is still slanted as an ant trap that draws certain people right down into it, and other people don't seem to be immune. And and justice isn't really part of the equation, you know, equal protection under the laws, unless you happen to be this way, <laughs> you know. And so that's what this is all about, and we're certainly looking to get, um, you know, groups, organizations, individuals to, to get involved and to, to, to represent. I'd love to, you know, get your your endorsement of this and maybe get a video um, of you at one point uh, talks about what you would be um, walking with us for and, and whatever whatever you see is the reason that you would want to be part of it. Oh, absolutely. I, I definitely see cannabis prohibition being a, a big part with the holiday season coming up. Um, uh, I also am chapter leader of Parents for Pot, so a lot of the families that are suffering the prohibition, you, the children feel it at home, and, and especially during Christmas time. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and I would definitely be pushing that, and I would love to give you my endorsement and, and Colorado Normal's endorsement as well. So awesome. uh, we'll definitely talk about that. That's um, I'd, I'd like to connect you. You know Steve D'Angelo, correct? You know, I, I, I obviously know who he is. I, we've never met. Um, our, our, our pals have missed each other just by this much a dozen times, but, um, I've, I've never met the man, but I certainly know his work. He, um, is working on a project that's called Last Prisoner Project, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I think he would like to be on this show and and to talk about it. I would love to be. I would love to, you know. speak with you, and that, that would be neat. I'll connect you two. That would be wonderful, wonderful. And, you know, I think that that's, that's a big part of what this is all about. That's what this show is all about. That's what the work that the Human Solution does is all about is, is you know, making these changes. I, I know, you know, some of us crazy people, we just know stuff. And we know, I know, that if enough of us get together and enough of us just, like, sing the same song at the same time for just enough time, it's all going to crack, you know? And and that's that's all we got to do, really. You know, it's just kind of that simple. But as simple as it might be, it seems like it's it's the hardest thing in the world to do sometimes. And so we're just doing it one by one, one person at a time. And and you know, it's 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 good people are generally really busy, and good people are generally challenged with being busy and 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 being valuable, and and and. You know, that's the hardest part about trying to get good people together. But good people are also generally pretty um, um, persistent <laughs> and yes. and diligent, and we just keep showing up. So, you know, if you do it long enough, the right way enough, we're, we're getting together. And I, I think that's what this Walk for Change really represents is is that thing that we can all get together for. And, and, and you know, it's a mammoth project that needs support on every level from people that are actually walking and, and rolling and being pushed and, and supporting it to the people that are promoting it and getting the media attention to it, people that are getting elected officials to come speak at it, to, 
to, you know, tell us your position. You're about to try to be elected. Why should we elect you? You know, all along the way, going rally to rally to rally, raising this thing up, and there's no reason why this can't be a defining moment in human history, and that's what I'm, I'm pushing to make it happen. And when does this happen? This is going to begin sometime in June. We haven't set an exact start date yet, but um, the goal is to get from from California to D.C. from June till September. And so we're, we have some people that have actually walked across America that are involved in, in the leadership of this, and we're looking for more and more people that want to be part of uh, any of our leadership committees, but um, especially people that have experience in, in, in big projects like this because it's, it's a lot. But we're getting sponsorship and we're getting um, media coverage and, and we have a website that is walk4change.us and that's where stories of the people involved and sponsors and um, the, the map, the, 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 the tentative current map where we're at right now and, and where we're going to be passing through and all of that good stuff. Now, uh, what does it take to become a sponsor? Well, there's a number of levels of sponsorship, and on that website there is a sponsorship page. And uh, I think it's anything from 50 bucks up to $1,000. My company is a proud full sponsor of the organization, and, and um, you know, we, we, we stand, we, we, we put our money where our mouth is. We, we, we stand by this, and we want to end prohibition, and, I'm not. I'm. I'm uh, proud enough to say, yeah. Let's get behind this thing. So, we're looking for other companies and other people, and we have we have uh, nonprofits that are sponsoring us by being part of it. You know, we can sponsor with leadership. You can sponsor with coverage. You can sponsor with dollars, resources. There's any number of ways to sponsor too. So. Well, is there anything in particular? I mean, obviously, you and I need to spend more time talking, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to see that that happens. Um, but um, I guess I would like to talk. I heard you talking about the MORE Act a little bit. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of people that were talking about how it passed the House <laughs> and how it was going to the Senate, and it was just yeah, no. You know, <laughs> That didn't happen. It's monumental. <laughs> yeah. But it's monumental that it did pass that committee. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and there are seven other committees that are, are needed to go through. Exactly. Uh, and then a lot of other people um, had it, uh, had trouble grasping the 5% excise tax. Right. They were thinking that it was going to be put on to the consumers. Right. And, direct users and things like that, but um, uh, I just wanted to make sure that that we cleared a few things. Up, I agree. Up, yeah, so. and that's a, that's a fantastic point because I don't want to keep always stomping on everybody's, you know, thinking everything's done, but it's just not, and I, I just want us to be talking about the truth and the reality because every time it happens and then a law passes and everybody keeps getting locked up and nobody can afford the legal pot, and everybody complains after the fact. I'm like, that's what we were talking about, remember? And so, you know, and, and, and nobody, I guess, has taken a civics course in the last 20 years, I guess, because people don't understand how laws are passed. But, but no. as you said, the good news is it's gotten farther than any other bill has gotten. 
one committee has finally cleared it. So it's it, it's something. Yeah, and, and the other thing um, is it resentences people that are already serving. So that would that let people out of jail if that were the case? Theoretically, but not necessarily. And so that's the part that again doesn't look. I'd like to chime in on that part right there, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, hi, Ashley. You know I love you. <laughs> you know I'm in the background. So it's similar to what they did with the first step back. And essentially, while it does open the doors for presentations, it doesn't make it an absolute. The first step back, for those that don't know, was a resentencing of the federal, this is strictly federal now, the federal guidelines that allows for a change in the scoring system of how people's sentence range is made. So what they're doing here, like you mentioned, is resentencing aspect. It will change ranges, per se, but it doesn't necessarily make it absolute that people need to be released for something that is now legal, which is really what we want, the goal, obviously. So there will be these fights. And, and what's interesting, and I'll, I'll be quick, but what's interesting is on the first step back, I was just reading some cases the other day, you know, they'll go back and, and most of the appeals that are happening is because the judges and the prosecutors are fighting back against the first step back, even though it was a legislative act. So you still have all this pushback from a portion of our law enforcement society that is beating it up, even though it was passed this way. And we're talking about differences like something would be one to seven months that used to be 30 to 40 months. And they don't want to sentence these people for that because they're already charged and they expect to put them away longer. So, so there's a bunch of appeals going on relative to that. So that's kind of the background on that aspect of it. Yeah, and, and the thing of it is, is unfortunately, unless, unless there's just a chute that opens that it should, look, if it's not illegal anymore, then you shouldn't be in prison for it, right? I mean, that's just like, I don't know, common sense. If it's not a crime, then why are you locked up for it? But prosecutors and judges, for whatever reason, aren't interested in the law and justice. They're interested in keeping people locked up. And I don't know why I'm not a prosecutor or a judge, but as Bobby's talking about, these, these people are fighting to keep things the way they are for some reason. And, I mean, I can understand some people that are in there that are, have a violent you know, uh, uh, element to their crimes, then great, that's another story. But if your crime is just cannabis and just nonviolent and has no victim, there should be a box that has a little place where you stand and they pull a little lever and you go, whoop, right on out the door. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what we're working on here in Colorado is we want to push a legislative process for expungement for adults. Um, only minors are able to have their records expunged. Um, so we would have to change something within either the Colorado statute, uh, revised code, or um, we would have to run something through legislatively. Uh, we did have uh, somebody, his name is Stephen, he's working on um, an, a ballot initiative uh, that we would be voting on in November of 2020 if we got enough um, signatures on it. but. What would be better is a ballot initiative or a legislative process? You know, a ballot initiatives are more expensive, but a legislative process um, would change, you know, the, the Colorado statute, uh, the law. Um, 
Well, and ballot yeah. initiatives sometimes get challenged by the legislature, and legislative acts generally don't because they pass them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do have uh, some good news here in Colorado. We did just get uh, two representatives to pick up the workplace drug testing bill that Colorado Normal wants uh, to run, and we have a few other organizations that are going to help push this, but we're going to have some, some lobby days and, and be teaching how to, how to pass the bill up at the Capitol this little year. little civics so. lesson. I love it. Yes. Excellent. Um, did you guys look at the USDA guidelines and the FDA CBD guidelines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're they're still hammering on uh, on people. They're, they're they refuse to uh, label CBD as generally regarded as safe. And you think to yourself, if you actually look at some of the compounds that are generally regarded as safe, you can die from them. And yet CBD, nobody's ever died from. So I'm not sure what their uh, holdup is here. Um, maybe big pharma, I don't know. I mean, could have something to do with it. The two seem to work well together. Um, yeah. But that's what we're up against. And, and little companies like mine and yours, um, if you don't have big money to get yourself in, into a situation where you can compete in, in FDA trials and that sort of thing, which is really expensive and really complicated, and the people that are doing it know how, and you probably don't, because I don't, and <laughs> and I'm pretty good at figuring stuff out, but that's a big one and a real expensive one. So that's what we're up against, and that's why we just need to end prohibition. With this, if if cannabis becomes not Schedule One anymore, not scheduled anymore, then CBD's out the door. Sorry, FDA, you lose. And that's the problem that we're that we need. To, that's one of the many reasons why we need to resolve this this way. I I agree. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Ashley, we're we're running low on time, but I'm, as always, I welcome you to come on the show anytime. And as we're going to spend a little bit more time talking about a bunch of stuff, we've got a lot of things in common and a lot of things that you know I really want to spend more time networking and working together with this Walk for Change and 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 you know make your network aware of this stuff that we're doing over here and and you know just make that light brighter, make that voice louder, and and you know make this this union better, you know, that's what we're doing here. So um, somebody wants to get a hold of you to get involved in Colorado with any of the projects you're working on, how do they get a hold of you? They would uh, go online to Colorado Normal, and it's norml.org, and you can sign on to volunteer. And I even have uh, a little form up there that says 2020 vision, and what is your 2020 vision, and what would you like the legislative session to look like in changing in if you could have it your way so we like to know what people want and we would love the volunteers and that's how you get a hold of us awesome well thank you so much for being here and I'm looking forward to seeing you much sooner than two years from now and <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll become pesky I, I can be that way so um, definitely. You'll be hearing from me right after Thanksgiving. I'm going to be gone until Sunday, but um, first part of next week, I'm going to reach out to you and let's let's uh, let's figure out how to work better together. Okay. That sounds good. Well, you have a very good holiday. Awesome. You too. All right. We'll see you too, both of you. Bye. Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. All right, folks. Um, we are at the end of our 
or listen to the show, one of the things that I will always do is give time to any defendant to talk about their case. Um, and that's a big part of why we're here. So um, I don't know if I know Jackie. I may or may not, but let's see what's going on. And I don't know, the name sounds familiar, like we may have talked before. Jackie, you are live on the air. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hello, good. Thank you so much. Can you hear me? I can, I Hello. can. You, your name oh, sounds awful familiar. Have we spoken before? I don't believe so, but if uh, I'm in Orange County and I've been working in Santa Ana for the last 25 years, so all of my work is out of there. Uh, and I've been battling, you know, all the politics. We've done recall our mayor cam- campaign, so I've been super involved in all of the politics over the last couple of years. Uh, the whole dispensary episodes that we have within our city also is, you know, known worldwide. So we have all of these factors within Orange County that we're battling. And so I kind of always knew that I would be arrested. I just didn't know when, you know, I knew it was on the radar that I would have to go through these things in order to fully know, you know, what this experience is with this plant medicine. And so uh, November 9th, I think it was, it was a Saturday a couple weeks ago, I drove up from a hemp farm that I was working on. So I'm super hot, right? And I pull off into Irvine and I'm sitting in my car waiting to check into a hotel and I was smoking tobacco and marijuana and uh, an officer rolled behind me and he quote unquote, you know, caught me and I was just a criminal from the beginning. So uh, he arrested me really quick. He called for backup and put on his gloves. I knew he would messing with me so I started recording on my social media account really quick and uh, they pulled me from my car and handcuffed me because I refused to sit down on the curb and threw me in the back of his car are you wow. still there? <laughs> I know. so I was yelling bloody murder, bloody murder you know at the top of my lungs I was, I was resisting how do you say peacefully? <laughs> right. So I was the Trojan horse that you were speaking of earlier because this is the orange curtain, the safest city in America, and I was practicing my civil rights, my freedoms there. And so it was an honor kind of to be wrapping this up there. So they take me in and... I'm in the back of the car. There's a change of guard, so there's no one to take me in, to book me into the actual jail. And so he kind of released me with the notice to appear and got me for resisting and smoking in public. But Irvine is all public lands. There's no private lands. So they fall into a totally different category. And so they can just go through places like that and grab you, and that's what they do. They thought it was funny. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've never been battered, you know, by a man before until, until this occurrence happened. 
and yeah, it's like trauma. Like everyone talks about the trauma, you know, and just trying to explain your rights to this person, this, you know, trying to get them on a human level. So I felt like that's what I was doing within those 30 minutes that I was in the back of this car. I was the Trojan horse, just telling him my rights. You know, I was reading him my rights. <laughs> he never read me my rights. I was reading him the rights. You know, I have the right. I have all these rights. So, so we got all that on record, you know, because the whole thing is recorded. And it's well, like we're good. all that's part good. of this manuscript right this huge manuscript on the third day god created this herb for us and we're all fighting so hard for the medicine and i honor all my relations and i'm so glad you guys speak of our ancestors you know and the natives and that's what we're all working so hard on this plant medicine so we're all doing time i want everyone exonerated our family Well, I would yes, like it uh, if you could. We're 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 really low on time this show, but I would love it if you could call in next week. But also, if you, you could just it. stay on the line a little bit. And Becca, the screener, I'd like to to her to give you a little bit of information about our organization, the Human Solution International. And I, I grew up in Orange County. I know Orange County well, and um, mm-hmm. I had a dispensary in Garden Grove. 10 years ago and, and fought a legal battle for six years. So I'm no stranger to the orange curtain. I know it well. Um, right. Thank so, you. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, and, and here I am, we're still doing it. We're still, uh, we're still fighting and it's not over and we're going to keep yes. fighting. Until Thank you. Fight. And shout out well, to my welcome. family up North, the Corby's and Frank. I love you guys. Thank you so much for all this info and fighting the battles, everyone. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I'd love to to, to engage your support, and and we'll we're here to help you. We've got a good chapter down here, and you know if it if it turns out that this turns into anything, which hopefully it won't, but if it does, um, you know you got a you got a team we can rally to to come to support for you. So that's just uh, realize that that's what this that's what this is all about. All right, Jackie, yes, well, uh, you. if you want to stay on the line uh, and Becca can get your information, that would be awesome. Thank you. All right, folks, that's Jackie um, from Orange County. And, you know, again, this is a place where people think, oh, no, this kind of thing never happens. And, you know, I, I get calls uh, every week from somebody who's been arrested in California, and most of them don't stand up and fight. So when I hear somebody that's standing up and, and talking to the to the cops about their rights, I say, well, um, this is something that we. That's why we're here. That is why we're here, to educate and support. This is the support part. All right, we're getting to the end of this thing. I'm going to still have enough time for Tom Corby to say his piece, but I do want to let everybody know that we're an all volunteer organization, as we've talked about, and we realize that after 10 years of organizing grassroots with volunteers that it's really a difficult thing to manage volunteers. And so what we're doing is we're going to make it easy, um, especially with the Walk for Change. We're getting um, specific projects that you can volunteer on. They're going to be put up as buttons on both the Walk for Change website, that is walk4change.us, and the Human Solution website, that is thsintl.org. And 
participate. We're going to be laying out specific projects that things that you could volunteer for, and there's going to be an easy road to do it. The worst thing that I get after working so hard to get somebody that wants to volunteer is to have somebody that says, I want to help, and then we don't have anything specific for them to do. <clears throat> and so then they, they, they go find somebody else that will help them. Um, that's what we're here to do. All right, sponsorship, the Walk for Change. I really haven't talked about that much, but we now have sponsors. And uh, one of the things that you get with certain sponsorships is a spot on the podcast. We have my podcast. We have Candace Dyer's podcast. We have Pete and Helen's podcast. And uh, I think Bobby's podcast is going to be coming online again real soon as well. And so you'll get yourself a 30-second spot. And um, I have a company called Willow Creek Springs that makes uh, quality hemp and CBD products. And this is their sponsorship because we are, or they are, a proud sponsor of the Handcrafted with love and aggression, Willow Creek Springs CBD Hemp Salve has healed iguanas, chickens, pit bulls, chihuahuas, and hard-headed humans. Available today through your local representative, which you can find at willowcreeksprings.com. Thank you. Have a great day. Awesome. And, you know, the, the sponsorship is what's going to make the Walk for Change happen. Um, you know, we got people that are going to be walking, but somebody's got to feed them. we got to have first aid supplies. We've got to have uh, gas for the support vehicles. Um, it's not cheap. To, to do this, and, you know, this is all grassroots. So um, if your company has in any way benefiting from any kind of cannabis uh, uh, freedom in any way, shape, or form, then help us finish the job for you. Um, help sponsor this. If you feel like any of your human rights could be supported by people walking for you, then support the Walk for Change. It's easy. Walk number four change.us. All right, folks, that's about the end of the show. We got Tom Corby to close us down. And let's see what Tom has to say. Tom Corby, well, welcome I, to the show. What are you doing today? Uh, thank you, as always, show. And, and Lisa, Becca, and the Coffee Party Radio Show, or what is, folks? Another historical show. You're all part of history. Frank Canan, uh, I'm here with Daria, Suzanne, and Frank Canan's uh, not here, and we do miss him. Uh, his uncle died in Missouri, so he went to a funeral, and he's going to be back tomorrow night. Now we're pick, picking him up in Sacramento at the airport. Uh, so if you could all wish him safe travels, I'd appreciate that. I want to thank Daria for taking over here and taking care of Donna. And uh, that means a lot to us. Jackie Cordova. I don't know if you remember, Joe, but she was here and helped so much with Donna and I. Uh, that's why I thought I this remembered kid. her, but I just—I remember the name for some reason, for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because she was here uh, quite a while, and I'm sure, I'm almost sure you and Liz were up here when she was. But anyway, uh, 
want to thank her so much for all the help she gave us. And this is the least we can do is do some advocating. And and we have. That's what we do. We're activists, but we advocate. And we help you work your case. And the first thing we need to know is what exactly are your charges? And you need to get your discovery and make your PD insist you get your discovery so you know what you're up against. Otherwise, you cannot fight your case. I will give, like I have with Frank Canan, Nick Moran, all of them. I'm going to give Jackie Cordova two to one odds. This case is going to be dismissed. And not only that, I see an injunction lawsuit going. In the first place, there were no keys ignition. The car was not running. That's huge because there is no DUI. She's actually allowed there to sit there in a car and smoke. They had no probable cause. Every case, we always throw the 995 dismiss probable cause motion because usually there isn't any probable cause and it's entrapment, by the way. So when they bust people like Jackie Cordova, Joe Grumbine down there in Long Beach area, they mess with the wrong people. And I see this injunction lawsuit coming. Uh, that's what they have ears to hear. So we're still advocating, uh, Frank and I, on, on text message with Jackie. And I actually have, I uh, was going to read some of the stuff we went through, but if the show's getting short, uh, she covered most of what happened here. Uh, anyways, I'd be glad to share it. If we have time. You know what, Tom? Next week would be better. We're we're I've got a whole crew I gotta pay and uh, and I promised everybody I'd be off it in an hour. It's an hour and twenty minutes. So I'm trying I'm trying to uh to to, to follow my word. Oh well I understand that. And and she said this probable <laughs> cause was that they smelled smoke. Well yep. wait, hold it. Huh. That's not probable cause. So uh, I want to thank everybody today and uh, helping to just come together and volunteer to be the solution to finally and prohibition free all our PSWs. No one should be going to jail for this our safe plan. Uh, get back to you next week and uh, thank you all today. Uh, don't forget to breathe. Um. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tom, and I will have more time for you next week for sure. Um, this is just a, a crunch right before the holiday, and uh, you know how all that is. As always, I love you guys, and uh, I want you to have a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. I want to wish everybody that's been part of the show, um, Bobby and, and Lisa and Becca and everybody, and Ashley and, and all the guests, everybody that's been part of this show, um uh, really want to wish you guys all a wonderful Thanksgiving, a wonderful holiday, and whatever it is you're celebrating, spend some time with your family, uh, be grateful, and um, that's about it. So I will uh, see you all next week. Thank you, Joe. 
I am Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse the human solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. Little things I should have said and done, you were always on. 